This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Roz Dress here. We have a really fun and funny episode today with writer, comedian, actor, Jeffrey Self. But before that, I want to share a ghost story that comes to us from Maggie, and it was put in our Facebook group, Ghosted, by Roz Dress Maggie says, I do not have many ghostly experiences, But the few I do have solidified my belief in ghosts. It was back in 2008-2009. My first ever job was a barista at a a small coffee shop in Solomon's Island, Maryland. I was 17-18 years old working there, and it was a great first-time job. The place I was working at is an old house. If I'm remembering correctly, the house was built in the late 1800s. My boss, rest in peace, told me stories of the two ghosts that resided in the house. William and Elizabeth were their names. She said that they were both said to be crazy, but that she wasn't sure if they actually lived in the house at the same time. She believed not. During my tenure at the shop, the least scary things would be hearing footsteps, which in hindsight in hindsight is not that scary, throughout the house and in the attic uh, and the attic light being on when I would leave, but in the morning it would be off, and vice versa. The floors were OG, and you took a step and everything would move in whatever room you were in. So hearing footsteps when you're the only person in the shop was unnerving. I never went up to the attic, so it wouldn't be me forgetting to turn the light off. Also, it wasn't on a timer. It was a pole light, if that makes sense. My boss would find this small glass Coke bottle in the attic all the time. Each time she would throw it away. But the next time she would go back up to the attic, it would be in the same spot. 
I had two very scary situations, though. The first, I was working with my boss. Her friend came in, and they were talking at the end of the, of the counter. I was leaning on my elbows on the same counter. My hair was down that day. They were talking. I felt these fingers run over my scalp and through my hair. I legit felt nails. I straightened up, grabbed my hair, and looked behind me. The only thing was the back counter with the espresso maker. No one was there. I thought that maybe my hair had been sitting weird on my head, and, you know, that's what I really felt. So I tried to recreate that, but I couldn't. I felt fingernails on my scalp. The second situation almost made me quit. I was closing the shop down by myself. Normally when I did this, I would plug in my iPod, oh my god, this is 2008, and listen to music. That day, I forgot it at home, so it was silent in the shop. I was washing dishes when I hear footsteps above me. I turned off the faucet to hear better when I heard the footsteps move away towards the front of the house. I stepped out to the coffee area, confused. I was in front of the hallway when I heard the front porch wind chimes go off. I screamed because that porch is closed, is a closed one, and I locked all those sliding doors. I ran back to the kitchen and out the back door. Luckily, I had my phone in my pocket, and I called my mom. When she answered, I told her what was happening, and she didn't believe me. She said I should go around to the front to make sure that the doors were actually all closed and locked. I almost didn't do it, because if William and Elizabeth were standing there, mm-mm. Finally, with my mom still on the phone, I walked around to the front. As I walked along the front porch, testing the doors, they were all closed and locked. It wasn't a particularly windy day, but the house was right next to the water, so maybe a gust of wind came by and hit the sliding glass doors? Problem is... I've worked during huge summer storms, and the chimes would barely even move. They wouldn't go all off like they did that evening. I was too scared to go back in and finish, but my mom made me. I haven't experienced much paranormal activity after leaving that job. I mean, that was, you know, 10, 11 years ago. But I have gotten more cynical in finding real-life explanations for things. But I still believe... Just think about all the times you weren't listening to your iPod, all the chimes and footsteps. All right, let's talk to Jeffrey Self. On with the show! Ladies and gentlemen, I am graced by the presence of Jeffrey Self. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am well. I love your nails. I'm looking at them from across this very oh, strange distance thank in this you. room. What do you think about this gown I'm wearing? I love. It's great. Long... There's, I just noticed there's a face on it. Yes, um, but is there any any chance you could, for the listeners, describe this this uh, flowing uh, ensemble I've got? Sure. It's well, there there are beautifully puff, puffy sleeves. Yes, <laughs> um, and then it goes all the way down to your Doc Martin boots, um, yeah. and then I think the choice of wearing a Doc Martin boot with such a flowing gown is the hat is too much. I mean, is a hat ever enough is my question. <laughs> um, I think the fact that it's the, the bells that are on it are, are a bit much. Well, like, I, I think took that's the little asking. ringy thing out. I see. Which well, is I'm why not hearing them. Yeah. For a podcast. But I think that that's a bit much just because they like they clearly are getting on your nerves because they keep hitting you in the eye. And, I know. Um, but I mean, I love, you know, I, I love a little bit of Christmas and what month is this? September? I love. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it works. But um you know, it's just I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Well, I'm I will be going to Office Max after this. Is it too <laughs> just, much? Just to pick up a couple things. <laughs> just you know, some printer paper. Just some back to school um, clearance items. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You um, never know when you'll need them. Oh, I love an Office Max or any kind of Office Max. It, well, any Max, Max of, really, really any Max, um, but also anything that sells office supplies. There's something weird about that that I do. I love journals, mm-hmm. and I don't always use them. I just love a journal. I buy so many journals. I love to just buy pens. I feel like a lot of people do that. But well, I, you're a writer. I never use fucking pens, though. Yeah. But I, I like, I, I like to, you know, 
buy. I like to buy things. What have you been working on? I feel like I you're mean, traveling and I travel a lot. I um, what have I been working on? I don't fucking know. I mean, I it always feels like I'm not doing anything, and then all of a sudden I'll have something to do. Um, I am. I'm well. I'm shooting a presentation of a scripted pilot that I wrote. Um, that like a production company is producing like um like a fifteen minute version of it. To Amazing. Hopefully, try to sell, but you know who fucking knows. It's, great. That would be great if that happened, but you know, this, I, lo- I love this. I love everything you do. Oh, that's nice. Thank I love you. you're killing me. Oh, thank you. The horror gay slasher movie. Yeah, I wrote and co-wrote with my dear friend Jim Hansen, and he directed it. And we know basically everybody in the cast. You know, uh, we have uh, Drew Drogi, Sam Pancake, former podcast guest Brian Sophie, um, Edie Patterson, who's so good on that new show, The Righteous Gemstones. Uh, have you seen that? It's so good. I have not. No. Um, who else is in that movie? Uh, Rachel Shuker, brilliant, brilliant. Um, James uh, Cerny. Wait, what's Mindy her name? Cohn Mindy Cone from Cone. The Facts of Life. Also. Um, she did a celebrity ghost story. Oh, does she? Carolyn Hennessy? Carolyn Hennessy. Oh, I didn't know she... Does the, is that a podcast or a TV show? Oh, my God. I don't know. Celebrity ghost stories is my favorite TV show it, of Okay, all time. that's what I'm thinking of. I've seen celebrity ghost stories. I wasn't sure if that was a new podcast. No, I've definitely seen it because uh, Brett Butler, who I'm obsessed with, the Same. 90s sitcom star and comedian, has been on it quite a bit. And her episodes are on YouTube and they're fantastic. That's a great show. That's who Do I need still to make get on. It? Well, I heard that it's coming back. They like okay. stopped for a while and sure. it came back. But why it's would, like, why would that ever need to stop? That should just be in well, full rotation. Insert me. That's why I'm like, absolutely. I want to have everybody that's ever been on celebrity ghost stories on here. This. I think that's a great idea. Because my thing is like, okay, if you're watching somebody telling, like doing a monologue, basically, yeah. sometimes you got questions. Absolutely. So I've had a few people that have done celebrity ghost stories come in here, yeah. and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's elaborate on some of these moments. It's also really fun to hear people's takes on being uh, reenacted, because- Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, I re- forgot they do reenactments on that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I need, a re- I need to watch some, some more celebrity ghost stories. It's good. If you were ever wondering, like, has Lisa Rinna had a, sure. a ghost in her kitchen? Guess what, folks? The she answers has. are out there. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I do get that. So what's your history with ghosts? So my history with ghosts, I am one. No, I. Uh, my history with ghosts. So I grew up in a haunted, uh, well, I grew up in a house that was very, very much charged with some sort of paranormal um, entity. I, I, don't, I don't think it was a full haunted house in the way that, other places I've lived have been haunted. When we moved into the house, it had only been owned by one family before us. Who had Where built, is this? This is in Rome, Georgia. And um, so the, the people, it was built in the 20s. And then husband and wife, they had kids. And then the son grew, when he grew up, raised his kids in that house. The parents moved into like a smaller house or whatever down the road, blah, blah, blah. Then that guy was my dad's friend. He sold my dad that house in like 1992 or one, I want to say. And we moved in and my parents still live there. And when we moved in, the day we moved in or a couple days after we moved in, the the old lady of the couple who originally built the house, right? Um, let's I forget her name. Let's call her Charlotte. Charlotte died. And my mom felt like something enter the house. Like coming my mom's very, very intuitive and she felt something. And then the next morning was getting up to like get us ready for school and there was just like a woman standing in our kitchen and she had like a full conversation with her and was like, Look, I'm I'm like we're not here to like walk on your shit. Like we live here now and like we love this house and we're gonna raise a family here and you look after us, we'll look after you. And then never really had another weird experience with it, except anytime I like years later I would like well also years later my mom explained to me that there had been other things, but like they just never told me because I was terrified of it. And then also, um Anytime I would like bring a guy home for like a holiday, they would wake up in the middle of the night to the same old woman looking at them. So like really? I think yeah. So I feel like there was like some sort of like protection to the house. And then I think eventually, you know, twenty years later when I'm, you know, an adult and coming back home, I think there's a bit more of like a protecting of our family, maybe, because yeah. we've been there for so long and like really looked after the house. Um but um 
that and I you I always you can feel something in that house, but it's not that intense. Whereas I lived in a house here in LA when I first moved to LA. Um, Hold on, I have questions yeah. about this first house. Yeah, let's do some questions. So wait, she died the day you guys moved in? Maybe not just the maybe I don't think it was the exact day. I think it was a few. I think it was a few days after we had. Like they bought the house, they had it all repainted, and like we were kind of living there, kind of not living there. And then I think it was like once we started living there full time, and the woman, but when she died, she lived like a few blocks away. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. So she's like, they had like moved her into like, I don't know, like a house that wasn't like, because this house you do like go up steps and stuff. Um, but uh, I, I, I never, I mean, like I always felt like weird stuff in that house, but never. Never in a way that I felt like was traditionally haunted, um, like the place I want to, uh, like that I moved into in LA, which was in Cheviot Hills. Wait, okay, but yeah. uh, here's another question. Yeah, of course. So you would bring a guy over? I mean, like not like it wasn't like I was like, bringing home like trade. Like I, the first, <laughs> like my first boyfriend when I brought him home, he woke up to somebody like to like feeling like an old lady was watching him. Like he was like. No, he woke up thinking someone was watching him. And then when I brought my now husband home for the first time, he woke up and saw an old woman. And I had never told him that story. He just saw her standing there. Yeah, in the room. Do you... And that said, we had had a three-way that night with an old woman, but <laughs> did he she had know? left. She was long gone when we went to bed. <laughs> did she? Did did he know that there was an old lady ghost that no, lived in the house? No, we'd not talked about it. So was he like? He he brought it up the next morning, and my mom was like, "Well, here's the story." Yeah, is that how your mom talked? Yeah, that's how my mom talked. She's a Family Guy character. <laughs> <laughs> but was he like? My mom is Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. was. Was your husband like, like, oh, your grandmother came over, or like, did, like, how did no, he no, word no. that? I mean, he was like, "Is this house haunted?" Like, there was something weird, and my mom was like, "Oh, yeah, we have had experiences with that." But like, my and my sister had experiences with that too growing up. But like, it was never, I don't know. I, like, for example, we watched Poltergeist yesterday, my husband and I, and. Um, like it was never like that. You weren't like sliding on the kitchen floor. No sliding on the floor. Nothing with chairs. No, no Caroline. No clowns. None of that. Caught in the TV. It was not that exciting a ghost. I will say that our our childhood ghost. You guys should have had Zelda Rubenstein <gasps> come in there one time. I when I um with like visiting New York City when we were kids went to see a play. Uh, I forget what play on Broadway, and she was in the audience. In our Zelda row, Rubenstein in our in our row. Isn't that fun? She that is was one of my first celebrity Alec sightings. Alec Mappa told me one time that he knew he used to know her. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure they did something together. I love Zelda Rubenstein. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. That's great. <laughs> so, okay. So then you moved to Cheviot Hills. So then I moved, well, when I moved to, when I moved to LA, I've moved so a friend of mine owns a house in Cheviot Hills and, Which is like Culver City ish. Yeah, it's a, it's a very strange area. It's um yeah, it's like sort of between Culver City and um Century City and then like Palms is also sort of right there. I don't know that area. All these at all. Rancho Park, like all of these random terms that no one in LA has ever heard of. But it's technically they live in LA. It's technically Los Angeles. Like mail comes to Los Angeles, California, okay. as opposed to Culver City. Um, it's a beautiful area, old neighborhood, built uh, on a golf course. Um, I want to say so similar time as the house I grew up in, 20s. Uh, and it was at one point like a, I mean, I guess it's still a well-to-do neighborhood. Um, but at one point it was like a lot of movie stars lived there because that's where the Fox lot was over there where Fox is. Oh, okay. And then that's also where the MGM lot was. And, um, uh, the house was built uh, on the golf course by Buster Keaton, the silent movie star. And he... Is he related to Buster Rhymes? <laughs> yes. And Diane Keaton. It's um, <laughs> their son. And um, they... Uh, uh, so uh, the, basically the house built by Buster Keaton. The story I've heard is that he built the house for his new wife. I don't know if it was a second wife or third wife. I don't know. Um Bought it. She didn't want to live in it because it was quite small and like modest and like was expecting a mansion. And then he moved his 
they lived in it for like a hot second and then he moved his parents into it. Uh, where his parents, I think, lived until they died. I'm not entirely 100% sure about that. I haven't really been able to figure that out, slash haven't done that much research. But um, from what I've heard, that's what we think. So the house was built then. Um, it's never been renovated. Like, truly the same wiring, the same plumbing. Like, the oven you have to light with a match. Like, cool. straight up. It's really, really cool and old and beautiful. Um and we have a we, we found a picture. We finally one day found a picture of Buster Keaton in the front yard of the house. No yeah, way! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that documentary that came out about him like a no, year or two ago? Yeah, just it, I feel like even more recent than that. Um, I saw it on a plane. I, I haven't watched when. it. No, I mean it's good. I read a biography about him that was really good. I forget which one it was, but. Um, Unfortunately, I mean, I'm embarrassed to say I don't know an incredible amount about him, even though I lived in that house for eight years. I just, at first, I was always, like, nervous to read stuff about him or watch stuff about him in the house because I was, like, really scared when I first moved in. Did you know it was haunted when you moved in? Yes. So my friend, Eric, um, who owns the house, bought it in, like, in the 80s. And um, when he moved in, basically somebody was like, they basically told him ahead of time it was haunted. Really? So now that's actually really rare, I feel. Because, I mean. Well, it's rare that the person actually buys it after. Sure. Is he one of those people that is a skeptic? Well, I think, no, I think you just really loved the house and like had, it didn't like feel scary or anything. Um, And he, so over the course of the many years he's owned it, a lot of, he lived, he goes back and forth to New York. So he's a lot, a lot of uh, friends have lived in the house. Um, And so, I mean, the stories are crazy. There are people who have, been asleep and the bed moved um, like across the room Um, not that long ago when we were uh, there um, and Eric was was visiting and staying in his bedroom the bed this it happens a lot the bed moves like like we'll be out of the bedroom and then you come back in the bedroom and the bed has like moved like not like all the way across the room but probably like three feet. feet yeah um so very weird you move in you know that this so i move what, in what did he tell you so i move in he basically like i've always heard about his haunted house over the years and like i'd gone to it once before and it has the feeling of a haunted house like it's straight up classic haunted house feeling it's very because it's very old it's very wooden it's very dark it's very it feels like a cabin um and just, you know, it smells old. Uh, it just, you know, it's a very fucking old house. Very creaky, all of that. And uh, so when I first moved in, uh, I was I was with a former boyfriend. And he was like, do you want to live in my house? I was like, absolutely. We moved into the house. But I was like, truly, like, do I want to live in this house? Because it's haunted. And when we first got there, like, it was, it felt, you know, felt very, very haunted. Um and for the first, I would say, six months, I was terrified to be there alone. But what do you mean it felt very haunted? It just felt like you weren't alone. There was like a thick presence in the air that was not the person, like you. <laughs> but you don't seem to be the kind of person that's like scared of that. I mean, if no, you I was pretty freaked out by it. Yeah, I was pretty, I was really, really nervous by it. And my first six months there, I was... I was really freaked out by it. I would, I would like not be there at night alone at all. And during the day, I had a hard time being there alone. Um, and then what fucking happened is then my the guy I moved into it with and I broke up, and he moved out. And then I was like, "Fuck, I'm stuck in this haunted fucking house alone." And I honestly had to like get over my shit about it because it was. Um, I was genuinely terrified, and I when we when, when I'd gone through this breakup, we I was in New York, and then I got back, and he had like moved out, and I the fir- that first night there, I had like three friends come over and sleep over because I was like truly terrified. Also, I was like an emotional wreck, but also a large part of that was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to live in this haunted house all by myself. But you at this point had only had that feeling; you hadn't had beds moving, or we hadn't had beds moving, but shit had happened. Like um, nothing crazy had happened at that point, but just you know the traditional thing of like feeling like some like seeing something out of the corner of your eye passing by rather quickly was very, very, very common, and it was normally in the same like two spots in the house. There was a study off of the living room um, that. I assume would have 
been his office or whoever, you know, whoever was living there at the time's office. And it was, but the room was like on the very back of the house. And it was this very small, dark, cozy little room with like, just like a big bookcase, a fireplace. And I mean, then there was a piano in there as well, but that was kind of, and a pinball machine, but like, it was all like really packed in there. Right. And so, and it had these two big, like double doors that opened up into the living room. And like, I would keep them absolutely closed because if you were sitting on the couch you could like the if something moved in that room you saw it in the corner of your eye and it happened a lot and so i started closing the doors and then the first big thing that started happening with us when it was still me and this guy living there was the doors would just like we'd close the doors and keep that we always kept them closed and then we'd wake up morning and they'd be wide open or you know we'd leave the house we would have closed them and then we'd open up and they'd be wide open Fine, that's easy, whatever, maybe the wind. Then um, that guy moved out, it was terrifying. I literally sat down on the living room floor and said like, just like had a conversation out loud with the ghost and was like, look, I'm living here alone now, I'm going through it, I'm young, I've never been through a breakup before, I've also never lived on my own before and certainly never with a haunted in a haunted house alone. Please be on my team. And I was pretty, I felt pretty secure after that. I really did. Like, I I continued to see, like, things out of the corner of my eye and would hear things, but not, it was, I felt pretty chill about it and pretty, and pretty calm. Like, I never felt, what was weird is I never felt alone when I was there. Like, I just kind of had to get used to the fact that, like, uh-huh. I always felt like there was, a, an, like, another presence in the room. Um but like the the creepiness of it wore away, whether that was me getting just more comfortable or whether that was some sort of like the ghost heard me or whatever. I don't know. So then <clears throat> my uh, husband, who is now my husband, um, at the t- when we first started dating, he was going over there quite a bit. And the first t- he and I had told him like, the you know, about it being haunted the first day there someone pulled his hair in the shower. He felt like his, he was in the shower and he felt like from the back of his head, something just like pull at the back of his hair and just sort of like jerk his head a little bit. And it was, he, it was really intense and he came out and he was like pale as a ghost and just like, what the fuck it just happened. And that was kind of one of the more aggressive things that had happened while I was living there. Obviously yeah. the beds moving and stuff like that, that I'd heard all these wild stories about. Um, I had heard and those were bigger deals but this was the first things that, that had happened like where I was living there I'm like oh that's fucking weird and I'd been living there for like five years at that point and um, then uh, he you know eventually was living there and he kind of had to do the same thing of like had the conversation of like I live here now I'm not treading on your shit like embrace me accept me um, and you know, I, I'll respect you if you respect me kind of thing. Um, and then just like once he was there, he started picking up on behavior I was doing in my sleep that I probably was doing the entire time I was living there and yeah. not aware of. I was sitting up in bed and having full conversations. No. Yeah. And like on like, he filmed it multiple times, like on Stop. a, on like a, like not even like multiple times a week usually. And I've always talked in my sleep. I've never really been someone who sat up in my sleep. I'm, I don't think, but I have always talked to my sleep and I also have like, will like sometimes like stop breathing in my sleep and like wake up, you know, and like that thing. I probably have like sleep apnea and need to get that checked out and wear one of those things <laughs> or just mass. stop smoking. But like one of the, or what all three, but um, it was, uh, but he basically started noticing this and was like, okay, this is weird. And then he started asking me questions while I would be talking. Yeah. What were you saying? And I would say, I'm talking to the man at the end of the bed. No, you weren't. Yes. I'm talking to the man. This is a fear of mine because I've been single for quite a few years now Uh and I don't have anyone there to tell me what I do in my sleep. So I, if I do end up sleeping at somebody's house nowadays, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in the Mm -hmm. middle of my sleep. I don't know what kind of weird habits I've got now, but I don't usually think about that. Not knowing what you do in your sleep is such a weird thing to think about. Like for like 
that long a day, you just are basically bl- like blackout drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like, I used to wake up when I was in high school. I'd wake up in the shower, like full on taking ooh. a shower with like shampoo in my hair. Oh, that's and terrifying. my parents would like knock on the door and be like, "What are you doing? It's four a.m." See, I've never been like a sleepwalker person. I talk, I don't know if I, I am anymore. Yeah. I have no clue. Oh, that's so scary. Okay, so back to the man at the end of your bed. So that I started saying that, and that is very terrifying, right? Um, and with that, like, Augie kind of would start noticing things, um, just like an energy in the room. And like, if he was awake and I would all this, like, fe- he would feel the energy and notice that like the energy would then be preceded by or followed by, um, me talking. Oh so it would be like, God. he would feel something and be like, oh, there's something in this room. And then like, I'd start talking to now, him. Now, is he somebody that... Before meeting you, had had ghost experiences. Um, I think he's definitely someone who has always been open to it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't think he'd had like any like he never like lived somewhere that was haunted or anything like that. Because you like brought I, the ghosts I, in the I, middle of the night uh, for this poor guy. Yes, but he was very someone. He's very someone who was very much open to it and intrigued by it. Okay. Um. Because so all this he already had experienced you talking at night by the time he met the old lady in the, at your parents' house. That's correct. We were <laughs> we uh had he I don't. No, because he came home with me for Christmas that first year quite quickly before he moved in, I think. So maybe he hadn't. That's a good question. I don't think he had. But still, that's a lot. For one relationship, that's a a lot lot of waking up with ghosts. A lot of supernatural. Definitely. um, (laughs) Good for him. Good for him. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but Watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed. But will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. But the weirdest thing that ever happened. Okay. This was the, this is the weirdest thing that ever happened to me. I'm just, a, weird things have happened to everybody in that house. But the weirdest thing that ever, ever, ever happened to me was the day after Trump got elected. I was wow. so obviously, obviously depressed. And um, I was laying on the couch and it was like sort of like taking sort of in and out of taking a nap. And um, I woke up and heard a music box. I was like... What the fuck? And it was like just straight up cliche horror movie, like tinkle, tinkle, little star, twinkle, twinkle, tinkle, tinkle. What am I? That's a different movie. That's just a pee pee movie. That's a different movie. That's a pee pee tale. Um, I heard this fucking sound. Oh, so like a wind up like kids' toy kind of thing. And it was coming from that fucking weird room, the study that I keep the doors closed. And the doors were closed, but it was right there. And I hear it. I was like, oh. And I turn on, I was like, this is terrifying. So I turned on my phone camera and I walked into the room and on top of this uh, fireplace in there, there's like two sort of hearth shelf things. And um, there's a lot of knickknacks, old antique knickknacks in there, already creepy. One of them is this, I've never fucking even like, I mean, I've noticed it before, but never paid it any attention. It's this like thing that's like almost like a snow globe, but without the glass on it. 
circular that looks like a ice skating rink, and it's like two skiers, and it says on the ground like greetings from Aspen or something. And it's old, and you crank it up, and then the skiers like skate, you know, around the little rink. And I, I had I'd never heard it before, and they're like at this point six, seven years I'd lived in this house, and it was fully cranked up, fully on, and the people were ice skating around on the thing. That's spooky. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I, I it was the first time in a long time of living there that I it freaked me out so much and I felt something like, it felt almost sinister. It felt like somebody was trying to like freak me out. And I, I like left and, and didn't come back until Aki got home because I was truly terrified. Okay, so this is something that does not come from a place of judgment. Mm-hmm. A place, yeah. But like, say the guy that lived there and your experience yeah. you lived there for so many years and you're clearly like at times unsettled by this ghost do you ever consider like moving well no or like getting a Zelda Rubenstein up in there we did or... talk about that like when I first moved into the house I saged it in a big way and like I I had a friend over who like not isn't like an actual medium or anything but has had a lot of experience with that and like sort of fancies himself someone who knows things like that when I first moved in and he like tried to like feel it out and he insisted he didn't feel anything but then like two years later he was there and like was like oh wait I was wrong <laughs> um I never talked I never thought about like doing I the idea of like having someone come and like you know cl- clean the house or whatever kind of I don't know felt sort of weird to me because a it's not my house um, and B, um, I don't know. It's been there. It feels like it's been there for a really long time. Yeah, because your friend, I mean, he must just be totally, He's totally at peace chill with, with it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't really fuck with him. I mean, it, interestingly, it we, he'll have like something weird happen on like if he hasn't been there for a year and he's back for like a week, something weird will happen, but nothing crazy. Like, um, faucets would turn on I mean I guess that's somewhat crazy but like nothing like you could explain everything that had happened yeah um but uh I I yeah I don't think I don't know I I feel weird about that like I feel like you shouldn't do something like that unless it's dangerous but I mean I guess that's everybody's different you know yeah I guess like I moved into a house like that and like it was that level of haunted and that kind of energy and I had kids I would maybe do that because it would be like scary for them but like I don't know I never I I, I never felt genuinely threatened in a way that I felt like it needed to be like exercised or anything yeah okay um, do you, do you th- think that it's definitely Buster Keaton? Or? No, I don't. I, I I like that in theory, and yeah. I, I, my friend who owns the house really likes that in, in that idea, and he likes to insist that it is. But I think he knows it's not either because, a, it's not like a place that like Buster Keaton. He didn't die there. He didn't. It was he was there at a very dark period of his life. It was like in the chapter of his life where like talkies had started to happen and he wasn't mm. working and he was like like I think at the you know bottom of just rock bottom of his booze and gambling and just sort of his life was in shambles. I think he was like choreographing like comedy bits at MGM at the time. Like it was not a great time to be Buster Keaton. So like maybe there was like a sadness that like was still in the house. But I think it could be one of his parents though. I think it could be his dad maybe. Well or like what also when he owned it, because he owned it for a long time, I think a lot is similar to when now with how my friend who owns it, it was a very transient place. I think a Got lot it. of people Move, were lived there when they were shooting a movie at MGM, maybe, and like had a great Probably experience parties. or a bad experience. Lots of parties. Um, I think that like people had big moments in that house, yeah, like, career wise or personally, and I think they also had big lows in that house, career wise and personally. Yeah, certainly I did, and certainly my friend who owns it, and many other people that have stayed there over the years. Um, but I think that goes all the way back to it being like built as this sort of like showbiz house. Yeah. That like no one was ever really there full time, but everything's sort of like, it's almost like maybe it's some kind of like portal or something. Like people are passing through it because that's kind of always what it was when you were living there. Interesting. Um, it kind of reminds me of 
we had um, my number one idol, Cassandra Peterson, mm-hmm. up in here. Oh, and wow. She lived in a, another, uh, I picture the house being very similar to this, and an old house, mm-hmm. hers was more in the hills, but mm-hmm. decades of different things happening. Mm-hmm. Um but I want to say that one of the spirits was the result of a party situation. That makes sense. Somebody died at a party. Yeah. I mean, they were getting crazy back in those days. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think Fatty Arbuckle was hanging out. He was like a, like a full gangster was like hanging out of that house with Buster Keaton. So like, who fucking Fatty knows? Fatty Arbuckle was that fat silent film star you, that like wasn't he involved? crushed a lady he like, he like laid on a lady yes, and crushed her exactly. I believe was he I don't really but wasn't he somehow involved in the mob I think he was I don't know uh, who wasn't who was it who was isn't? a wild time the, God the 20s man that was wild we were crazy back we then. were crazy um okay so so your friend still lives in this house though he does yes yes and um um and uh does and fine you know fine with it. You know. But I wonder what the timeline like. I I'm trying to remember what you said. Who did he buy it from? He, he somebody that warned him. So basically, him. I think after Buster Keaton's parents died, I believe it was like only owned by like two or three families. Because it could that. be one of those people. It could be post that. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's not as fun. Maybe. Yeah, it's not like as fun. But I, I think the people who he bought it from had owned it for like a decade um, and probably another person for like a decade or 15 years before that. And then you kind of back up to like, I think he bought it in like 85. So that would kind of like kind of three generations owning it before him would make sense. Wow, that's a long time to live with a ghost. It's a long time to have to to have a ghost talking to you in your sleep. <laughs> that wait, what did you say that you were saying to the? It was just kind of gibberish. Oh, yeah, which is even more terrifying. I know. Yeah, but that's what I'm wondering. It's like I lived there for uh, eight years. Like, how many? conversations do I have with that ghost? Who what you did? Who fucking knows? Did I fuck that ghost? It's possible. I hope so. Am I a ghost? What's going on? I don't know anymore. You're welcome to Ghost It. But now I live in a very non-haunted apartment and it's, I will say it's it's a, a, um, a relief. <laughs> yeah. Is that a weird adjustment? or It is kind it... of was at first. Like it definitely felt like when I was alone, like I definitely felt more alone. Because you can really tell the difference. Way. Like Absolute once you know liar. what that feels like to have somebody in the room with you that you can't see, mm-hmm. like that's, that's I really thing. Like, I, I really, I'm for it. I recommend it, living in a non-haunted house. It's, oh, yeah. It's not, I, I, it's not like that I would never live in a haunted house again, but I would, I don't, I, I think I would try to avoid it. Well, especially going from like your childhood. Yeah. And, and that then... house still, I think also living in the haunted house in LA has made when I go home to visit my family and being back in that house makes those feelings in that house a little more heightened. Um, I don't think I ever, I never really see anything hear things but more just feel things in that place mm-hmm. um that i don't think I, I don't think i was quite as sensitive to when i was like living in new york in like a non-haunted apartment that makes sense does your husband so what, what's he like when he goes back to your family house um just a just bitch no, um. <laughs> but is he like you guys go to bed and or do you guys still sleep there um, when you go there? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah we go to bed um and I mean, yeah. What do you What do you want to know? No, but I no. I mean, I mean like, okay. If I know that I've stayed the first time I stayed there, there was a woman oh, in the middle of the night. Yeah, I guess he's kind of gotten over it. I mean, it has been like that was probably for Christmases ago. Here's the difference between me and him. I would never go back there. Uh, yeah, I think he was he was freaked out by it at first, but I think by the next time he went, he wasn't. He by also at that point though, by the next time he went, he'd been living in that fucking haunted house in L.A. for over a year. So oh like, my God. you know, remind having... me to tell you the story of a couple weeks ago, months ago, whenever when our mutual friend Johnny and I went to we stayed in a haunted bed and breakfast. Ooh, in where the haunted room? Where? Tell me Julian, the story. Julian, California. Tell I already me. told on here. I'll tell oh, you okay. later. Um, ooh, that sounds scary. Yeah. Ooh, that's really scary. Okay. Uh, you want to hear some ghost voices? Yes, I do. It is time for EVPs or EV please. Oh, uh, what? Um, so here's what I do. I 
I go to YouTube. Do you know what an EVP is? I don't. It's when somebody has caught a ghost talking. Oh, interesting. Uh, What does that stand for? Electronic voice phenomenon. Oh. Now, sometimes it's like, okay, you caught something. Sure. Uh, Great EVP. But sometimes it's... It's an EV, please. Oh, (laughs) okay. I got that. (laughs) Um, This one was captured in Houston, Texas. What do you think it's saying? <laughs> Can I hear it one more time? <laughs> so, so, I mean, what it really sounds like is just like TikTok, TikTok. But like, it sounds so, like sort of like something, that maybe something about. So, I want to hear it one more time. Okay. Da, 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 da. It's four syllables, whatever they say. Uh-huh. Da, da. Something about school. Something about school. Back to school. Back to school. Office Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. back to school. <laughs> okay, okay, here's some options. Is it A, they thought they hurt me. Uh-huh. B, oh, I thought you were flirting. C, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> Or D, it's just the sound of two drag queens having like a tongue pop. (laughs) That's really what it sounds like. I like that idea the best, but um, I think it's you. What was the first one? They thought they hurt me. That's what I think. That's what they think too. Let's listen. I mean, it does sound like it. Does it? Well, you could, I mean, like just they thought they hurt me. They thought they hurt me. Yeah, I I think that those South Georgia people are are very just sort of South Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try another one. It's from the same people. Um, Still no context, but here's a ghost. I want to cool off. (laughs) <laughs> just you know with some nice I want to cool off with some uh, what's a southern drink a mint juice mint ju- a nice tea nice tea a sweet tea sweet tea oh I want to cool off do you hear that yeah wait wait cool off or I want some culottes well or some Kool-Aid <laughs> okay here's some options is it A I live here <laughs> B I love Sia <laughs> C I'll look you up or D, Sharon, Mama Mia. <laughs> I really want it to be Sharon, Mama Mia. What was the first option? I live here. What was the second? Basically, uh, the listeners of the show know by now, it's just the one that's not that funny. Um, it's Is it uh, I live here? It is I live here. Well, what was the second one you said, though? I love Sia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the ghost it swinging sort of, on a chandelier. It sort of sounds like I live here, it, but frankly, it sounds more like I like Sia. I love Sia more. I know. I, I love, love Sia. Sia. He knows, <laughs> look, the guy knows what he likes. I know. I can't wait. let him be. I mean, there's like there's so many ghosts. Of- Were you gonna say I can't wait to be a ghost? Kind of. I can't. There's just so many g- ghosts of like older generations totally. that like I can't wait to see what like sure. our generation and it's like do we are we communicating with these are we, am I going to be like with the old ghosts or is it is it are we going to be sort of mm-hmm. all on our own plane I'm very I will say also like living in a haunted house always gave me like a sense of like well maybe we don't just die like there was a feeling of that I found kind of comforting about that and, oh yeah, uh, I, I, I guess that's what I maybe what I like about ghosts. Yeah, uh, what kind of ghost would you be though? I guess it depends on my mood when I died. But um, do you I, think that you would be stuck in that mood? Oh God! I, and I hope I wouldn't be stuck in one place. Did you notice that that ghost was like it had moods? Like yeah. some moments were different. Than, well, I mean, clearly it yanked at one point. Yeah, I think it was more like. It didn't like certain people, and like I think it was, yeah, I think it, was, I think it was more about like the person. I don't know if like I feel like the ghost had moods, but I feel like the ghost like was either in like playful mode, there was like playful mode, protection mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was kind of always back and forth between playful and 
protection. Like, it was, I don't think it was like, I'm in a bad mood today and I haven't had my coffee. <laughs> like, I don't think it had that. popping. But I think maybe some ghosts do. I mean, I think that like... I think some ghosts know that they're ghosts and I think some are just like... Are very confused. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like, what the hell is going on energy in, yeah. in the world uh, of the afterlife. Definitely. Because it does seem confusing. <laughs> I hope that I wear this hat that I'm currently wearing when you're a ghost. A ghost. I think a ghost in a hat is one of the scariest things I could picture, well, especially with bells that hat hanging off of it. Especially this full Hello Dolly hat. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Get out of my house, <laughs> please. All right, that's it. Um, so, well, thanks um, for having me. Thanks for being on. Um, where people find you and all that kind of stuff. I'm on Instagram at Jeffrey Self. I got rid of the Twitter and the Facebook. Good. Who needs them? I'm kind of thinking about getting rid of the Instagram, too. I know. It's all a cesspool. I know. But follow me. (laughs) That's one thing you don't have to do when you're uh, a ghost is... You know, Social media. Well, maybe you do. We like, don't know. Oh God, if I die and, and as a ghost, I have to like look at somebody's fucking Instagram grid. Mm-mm. I'm gonna come back to life and die all over again. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Hashtag no, thank what, you. Where do people find you? Oh well, I'm at Ross Dressvillas. Fabulous. I'm on camera. And you're, I feel like you're also like doing a show every fucking day. Yeah. You hustle. She's she hustles, Lisa bitch. Rena, honey. She she hustles and hustles. That's right. Um, All right. Well, thanks for having me. Well, that was Jeffrey Self. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, it's Halloween time. And, you know, people love ghost stories. I mean, all of us, we, the people that listen to the show and myself, we love ghost stories all year long. But you might have some friends that are like, hey, I want to get spooky. So please tell your friends all about the show. I love it so much when people post in there. Instagram stories or a tweet or, you know, just word of mouth. I love that so much and I so appreciate it. So keep uh, keep helping me get the word out. It's a fun little podcast we're doing here. We also uh, are on Facebook with a Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dressfiles. I have a Facebook page for myself called Roz Dressfiles and a Facebook page for the show called Ghosted by Roz Dressfiles. I want to be famous on Instagram, so follow me at Roz Dressfiles. And please give the show a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you have a ghost story or you want to say something nice, you could leave it there on Apple Podcasts as well. Well, this has been another episode of Ghosted by Roz Dressvilles. You guys, it is like officially fall time. It is officially our time to get spooky. So I will talk to you next week. We got another good one coming at you. As always, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Starbanes Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.